This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happen in 49, 61, 63, or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing. It. 
I mean, I, I, I just I think it was a, a bloody good performance, one of our best of the season. Or maybe I'm seeing it with blue tinted spectacles on. Let us know. This is the Leicester v Wrens Europa Conference League post-match show. I should have said that and cleaned my teeth first, shouldn't I? <laughs> this was who we Yeah, just in case you, you, you know, to know. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. It is the European Conference League post-match show. And you can find us on YouTube at Leicester Till I Die TV. Please give us a subscribe and smash those likes. Uh, if you're on Facebook or Twitter and you follow us, you can watch us on there. And if you're listening to this on Catch Up, I mean, 20, nearly 21,000, as good as 21,000 downloads absolutely amazing spotify google apple itunes amazon podcast addict find us and thank you very much for listening this is where we are watch us on youtube listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die subscribe like follow and join in now broadcasting live worldwide Indeed, we are. Mike, first of all, good evening. Um, he wants to say, first, big up Chris, a great mate of mine. Who are you? Do I know you? Mates? <laughs> Don't start being mates now we're winning. Mike, mate, good evening. Congratulations on you. Two and a half thousand on your channel. Um, Mike Green TV, get over there and check him out if you like your darts. Thanks very much, mate. Um, hit the like button, subscribe. Please, please do. Uh, great man. My God, I'm gonna can I clip this? Can I clip this and save this, Mike? Chris is a great man who knows his stuff. Well, to a degree, I must admit, I um, I don't know my lower league stuff. You you seem well. You you still lost, didn't you? Um, Dan, Mike is trying to get Adele on the basis of good behaviour. Yeah, well, yes. Have you seen the haircut? We're going to say hello. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. Going to say hello to my co-colleague, who hopefully is as overjoyed and high on winning as I am. We shall see. Brad, good evening. How are you? I'm, I'm elated, mate. I, I, I mean, I, I I remember us talking about this match um, when it was coming up after, after Leeds and that. And, you know, I said... In an ideal world, Leicester get a clean sheet, Leicester win maybe two or three nil, going to Rennes full of confidence, going to Arsenal full of confidence. Maybe my prediction skills haven't quite gone down the drain because I did I did say we'd win two nil tonight. We left it late to do it, but I'm very happy with it. That's a huge second goal. That's not just an important result and an important clean sheet, but the fact that we've got that second goal really has given us that initiative. I, I was actually watching it with my son and all through it, he's going, Dad, we need a second. Dad, and we're going like, yeah, but if we're one nil up, it's more important not to concede than getting yeah. a second. And of course, Leicester went and did both. We're, we're back, aren't we? Well, it, you can certainly... Yes. <laughs> well, you just ruined it now. But, Sorry, you know, <laughs> no, we, we certainly are back. We certainly are back. Let me try and sort this camera out because I see I've gone small screen. 
There we go. Sorry about that. No, um, it certainly felt that way. I mean, even the commentator that I had it on that list that I had to listen to it on. I don't know if it's the same one as you, but even he was saying in the first half, you know, when Leicester started to ride the wave and got into the game because they grew into that game, they had to. Yeah. And it was yeah. smart, to be fair. But mm-hmm. realistically. I mean, I remember a chance in the second half that was clear cut for Rent. And I'm talking a true, you're looking at that chance thinking, all right, that, that had a good chance of going in. You know, Casper saved it with his foot. That was about the 76th minute. In all yeah. fairness, both keepers were very quiet. The difference was when we had our big chances, they went in the net. And it's just something you need in these sort of competitions, you know. Yeah, both keepers, I think, did one save each. Yeah. But no. the other keeper had to pick his ball out of the net twice, and I didn't. So, yeah, I mean, I was worried going into this. Um, we'll come on to the team and everything, obviously, in a second. But just to have a general chat to start with, um, and at the start they were coming for us, and they'd obviously read the book. You know, they'd looked at it and gone, you know. Leicester don't always get off to great starts. If we can get an early goal, the crowd might get on their back. And they were really going for it. And I'm, you know, we're saying, you know, we we couldn't see them scoring. They never actually, you know, threatened Casper, like you say, but it was all them at the start. And then we slowly, slowly got back into it. Yeah, and I actually think that's quite clever of Brendan because you can do all the research you want, but we're used to playing teams in the Premiership, and I know you only played them twice a season, but, you, you know, you used to the style of the English game and, the majority, you know, you've got a very good understanding of, of how most teams try and go about their business in, in, in English format. You can do as much research as you like, but, you know, you still, it's a one-off game, well, it's two one-off games against R- Two games. I know, right? I, I thought that through, but then realised obviously the second. Have you been drinking? I know. I know we're celebrating, but come on. <laughs> I know. I I got it wrong. You see, I turned water into wine. I kept, I thought we were doing it backwards. You see, I did uh, that, and it's just hit me. No, um, but yeah, I mean, you can do all the research you like, but you've got to kind of see it yourselves. And I think, even though it might have felt a bit scary, and we felt a bit up against it as fans, a bit nervous, and you could hear it in the crowd. I liked it from Leicester in a way because it showed how smart they all are because Brendan Rodgers probably went, right, this is what we know of them, this is what we can prep for, but let's just, let's not get too excited, let's not try and get too eager and leave ourselves Mm. really exposed. Let's ease our way into this game, let's try and read the game situation and see if what we've worked on is how they're going about it and then we can up that tempo and that's exactly what Leicester actually did throughout the game. They did that in bits and they did that most pivotally at the start of the second half and, and and then they had that spell, and then they had the little spell near the end where Casper ended up making probably his only save of the night, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got the crucial second goal, which is well, just want... detrimental going into the next leg. It does. It, it was does. It's, all, it's all the difference, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, because you they know... have to come at us even more than yeah. they were probably hoping to. At 1 0, they'd have still fancied the chances at home, but now they've got to go and score three. Yes, yeah. At I, home. I, I, for those that sort of a lot, you know, Casper's taken a lot of criticism this season. And, you know, it's funny when he did actually kick it out long ball, it did go out <laughs> out of play. Yeah. But I tell you what, the sign of a, a sign of an excellent goalkeeper is when you don't have much to do. And yeah. then when you're called upon, you produce the save. Yeah, ex- exactly. So it's, it's, you know, it's it's probably one of the harder jobs to concentrate on when you're not seeing much of the ball. Mm. Uh, I mean, 
even as a defender, if you're having a nice, easy game, you're normally switched on because you're involved in some form of the process trying to create an attack, whether that's pushing the line or going forward as as, as, as a right-back or a left-back or a wing-back or whatever role you, you're under. So goalkeepers, though, they could, like you said, with resolute defending was the reason behind it as well. Grind in. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. Team can you, need, you need a cigarette, mate. No, I don't. That's what I'm giving. That's what I've been giving up, mate. It's just uh, <laughs> that's um, what I give up. I've been giving up for a while now. Dan says there, uh, champagne moment of the season so far. No, I won't go that far. It's a good victory. It's a nice victory, but it's job half done. I know. I know it's a lot easier to rest on it. You know, we feel a lot better. They're going to feel a lot more confident. You know, but. Mm. It's job only half done. You've still got to go there. And while the odds are now probably stronger, you know, you're probably looking at on like one of them wind castings. It's probably 60% on Leicester, maybe 30% on, on, on a on a drawn game overall. But you're looking at Leicester to really get through on the tie, given the advantage. But yes. we haven't played these at their ground. And we've just got to keep that confidence going. I don't like a champagne moment because then I'm going to get hit. Do you know that? Do you know what I'm then going to hear if Leicester do get knocked out in the next round after this or lose this tie? Well done on your cup final. I don't believe in champagne yeah. moments when we're still in a competition because the champagne moment... You see, I, I do, and I mean, we'll come on to... Uh, I mean, you've, you've seen it, I know, because you've retweeted it, onto Alan's, you know, ratings and what have you. Uh, I actually disagree with him quite heavily this week. But Yeah, I, would, I don't know if you saw my comment, but... I, I obviously didn't. raised an eyebrow on Facebook yeah. about his... Well, yeah. I won't say which one, we'll get on to yeah. it at the end, but yeah. there's one rating in particular that I've raised an eyebrow to because... Mm. I was surprised. We'll come on to that, like I yeah. said. But to yeah. me, and when he sent me them... I actually... He, he sent me them through, and obviously when he sends them through at the end of the game, I'm checking on, I'm updating my website and, and updating all the stuff and yeah. what have you. And I saw the messages, and I always say thank you, and I didn't really take it in... And I actually went, best performance of the season so far. And then when I looked at, you know, the A's, I thought, oh, no, you obviously don't think so. To me, though, I mean, as Dan said, for me, it, I don't think we've had much, many better. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's satisfying. And it was a good performance. I'm not saying, to me, when I say a champagne moment, I feel like that's someone saying that's the, the pinnacle of your season and, Realistically, it's hard to do that over two times because it's all well and good having a great style of performance and, and, and it's great confidence for lads. It, they'll they'll go into more they'll go into the Arsenal game more confident. Yeah. And then if they get a result out of that, they'll go into the second league even more confident, not just of getting through on the tie, but maybe even winning at Rennes, which would be which to me, if you're saying overall, you know, I'm I'm to be decided, because if we go to Rennes and beat them outright. Then I'd say that at this moment in time, if you're going to pull me out for a champagne moment of like the best performance of the season, I'm probably going to pick that one. Right yeah. now, I think the way we maybe went about ripping Manchester United to shreds could be up there for me if you're talking one off game so far. I think because this is half a cup match, if you like, I mean, yeah. for me, it would still be hard to beat the Community Shield because that was, oh, sorry. The Super Cup of you know English Super Cup because that was the start of this yeah. season. Um, uh, Turf Moore said he's 
Uh, nothing a good 24 hours of toilet trips and water didn't sort out. He's not been so good. Mate, as long as you made it to the toilet and not just the corner of the room. Um, Brock Lyon, welcome back, mate. How the devil are you? Casper's played better since he played in Denmark and his father came to watch him. I just... I, 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 <laughs> I don't agree with that, in fairness, book line. I'm not saying you're wrong, but for me, the whole team's been playing better. And when your defenders in front of you are playing, because I say as a goalkeeper, and hopefully you'll back me up on this, right? Because I do believe you, you used to be a goalkeeper. I might have that information wrong, but I believe you, know what, you used you're to be. You're right. I, something just told me, but. I always say a goal a goalkeeper can save you. Yes, of course he can. But a goalkeeper can only be as good as the defenders in front of him. They've got to they're going yeah. to be the first line literally of defence to, to state the obvious. <laughs> Have a Michael Owen moment. But you know, if if that defence in front of you is not performing and you know they're going the opposition are going through you like hot knife through butter, you literally you literally just can't stop everything coming at you. But the fact that, you know, three clean sheets isn't just down to Casper. It's no. down, I think, to Amarty and, and Soyuncu forming the partnership. JJ was back. And I just, I can say, I, I, I think the whole team's improved. <coughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of them. This is why I don't, this is another reason why I'm not too fond of this statistics because it's easy to just make somebody look good or look bad by only telling one half of the story for instance I'll give Casper um, a case I'm not sure entirely on the actual stat itself but I think it's something like he's he's conceded the most goals per 90 something he's got a really bad games goals to conceded to games ratio this season it's pretty bad and uh, conceding um, expectated Expected goals to concede is pretty high. It's pretty. It was averaging about two a game, which is which has no doubt changed now over the last, you know, three games. Um, if they're included overall competitions, but even still, the two the two in the league will help knock that down a bit. But then you've got to remember the fact that, like you said, without a good solid defensive, which he's had, and that has also improved game by game over these clean sheets as well. This was his best performance by out the three by none. Um. And it was more team cohesive as well. There was you felt the comfortable reliance on the defenders to do the job, and the midfielders did their job where they needed to. And what you've got to remember is Casper's been thrown under the bus a few times this season. People have been hearing that he's conceding a lot of goals. Maybe Ward gets a chance, but the stat that they like to leave out, and this is why I say it's lazy but clever from journalists when they bring out these stats against the goalkeeper when their team's doing bad, is you forget they probably faced the most shots that any keeper's faced this season. Mm. Maybe barring a few other. Goalkeepers, he's he's faced a lot of shots tonight. He's not faced many at all. Like I said, I can't, I genuinely cannot remember them having a chance since I, I, I and I, I'm talking a clear cup chance, not hitting it from 30 yards over the bar by about 50 yards, mm. like they had their wild efforts. I'm talking clear cup and a good chance going in, and that was on the 76th minute by them. Yeah, and, and, and that shows you how well the whole performance was tonight, and yeah. A keeper only seems to get, you know, a keeper seems, yeah. seems to sometimes take the full whack when it's going wrong, but yeah. it's deserved to be equally played. Pray said they also play. played keeper at Sunday League for three years. Was that was that in the prison team? Was that like, you know, the escape to victory team, was it, Mike? You I know I jest, know. Michael. You know I jest. Um, I hate the criticism that the keeper gets half the time. Yeah, you, you're quite right. 
Um, very impressed just recently with Soyuncho and Amati. I mean, they were just, at times, just booting it up, which is what it needed. Ryan, yeah. good evening. How the devil are you? Great win for Leicester. Terry, good evening, sir. Uh, I enjoyed that, and the return will be a great match. I think it will be, and we can go into it in, so, in some confidence. Uh, Ryan here, Arsenal will be a difficult game for Leicester, but you never know where comes from upset anybody it is and i suddenly feel more confident uh, about yeah. arsenal having seen that performance and i've got to be honest with you brad um you're, you're i know you're on um steven's show tomorrow doing the, the the tactical review of the match uh i've got to say to you to be honest with you good luck because i have just done both their channels in two days and um i, I i've really finished my book and I was I was ready for uh, for hanging myself at the end of it. Uh, sometimes yeah. I go hello, hello, I'm still here. Yeah, you know, it was. Um, I think Mike pointed out that it wasn't so much a review of the match as an argument between two Arsenal fans. So but have, have oh. fun tomorrow, mate. Have fun tomorrow. I, I will um, do. Cheers, cheers, buddy. <laughs> I think you might need it, Scott. Not a champagne moment. I honestly thought Tillemans is going missing for most. You see. What I don't know, I don't know what people expect sometimes. Again, Scott, great is your opinion, and I am I am not, you know, saying it is wrong. But for me, he had some lovely touches. Yes, he wasn't maybe, you know, his name wasn't being mentioned every five minutes or anything like that. It depends what you can. I mean, you see in Barnes having these runs, you know, and KDH having these runs, and you know, Tillemans can't be doing that as well. Otherwise, we've got nobody back and. I just think with Tillemans, he uses his brain probably a bit more because he's got that bit of experience. I mean, did you see? Did you see the lot that he gave Mark Albrighton after the goal? I mean, it was uh, it was a, you know, it was like, you know. Oh, I mean, it's a good one. I, I hope you've got a five minute segment or a ten minute segment to talk about that goal. We'll get on to that because that was just. Yes. I well, mean, we have because we're not with it being a late night. Of course, we won't be doing the tactics board, but yes, so we'll have we will have time for that. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, good evening. We said this. We said this last year about Wilford and Deedee, didn't we? At points when Leicester were on red hot form, they weren't. You know, they were scoring goals for fun, they were winning games comfortably. They weren't having any defensive tests. If you want, last season as mm. as much as they've succumbed themselves to this season. And we said sometimes when you don't hear and when we weren't hearing Didi's name as much, it wasn't a bad thing. And you've literally just kind of backed that point up probably without even realising it. Isn't it far better to not always have to be reliant on Tillemans to get back, be reliant on Tillemans to drive forward, to be reliant on Tillemans to make the killer yeah. pass, to open up a defence, to find half? No, we've got Dewsbury Hall, we've got Harvey Barnes, we've got Lutman, we've got Albrighton, we've got these players, I think it's actually far better. And I said this to Scott myself in the comments, because we've, we, you know, we've, we've, we've merged away from the Empire and built our own little facility island of the group chat that we discussed, because mm. we know you're busy working and we don't like, like, like disturbing you through the matches. And we we just have, um, we, and I said, the thing is, it's great to see us driving forward as, as, a, as a team. And I, yeah. I think it's, I think people are falling into the fact that because Tillman's has suddenly got 13 months or whatever it's on his contract left, um, it's a talking point. Tillman's has had them periods at Leicester where he's he's he seems like he's dropped off, but he's not. It's because he's now got players also on that same form. I mean, Madison made a nuisance of himself when he came on. 
Barnes was great tonight. Albrighton was phenomenal tonight. We, you know, mm. we're talking about a complete unit of a performance and not relying on Madison and Ayori or one of the other to yeah. get us off the pitch. So don't read too much into it. Just because he's not seeing much of the ball, it's actually a good thing in a, in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Paul, thanks very much for coming in. A Rens fan. Um, Paul Vallee, is it? I'm, I'm useless at pronunciation. Uh, good game, Leicester, from Rens supporter, but there must be a penalty for Rens. Mm, I mean, no. I'm, 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 I'm torn on it. I am mm. torn on it. Are we true handball, are we here? Yeah, I, I see where he's coming from, and I think if it was for us, we'd be a bit aggrieved not to have got it. I mean, looking at fact, it, and there's no VAR, unfortunately, but his hand yeah, was, was covering his crown no jewels. You know, what? his hand was covering his crown jewels. Yeah, and I, but I, I can understand why the appeal is, because it does directly hit the hands, but it's such a close proximity. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I can. I always try and look at an incident like that when you bring it up for or against us, and I try and think: could I argue it for Leicester to get it, or not have it mm. given against them, or whatever? And I can see why it's not given because it's such close proximity. It's, it's very, it's you know, and I understand why they appeal for it and, and feel aggrieved for it, and I do feel a bit for them because I would be a bit aggrieved, but I can also see why it's not given and. Did spare our brushes a bit because they just started to turn the heat up a bit, and it'd have been a bit unfortunate if we'd get them away back into the tie at that point. But that aside, it was very professional elsewhere. Yeah, Paul, I've just sent your message back. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, um, and I'll have a chat with you about uh, the game next week. We'll have to sort of try and get something to, together and get something going. Um, yeah, no need to apologize, Mike. Uh, just normally today about how they didn't take notice of you. Then when I pointed it out, he timed he timed you out. We th- we think he'd left anyway, but uh, yeah, it was like a it was like a, a you know, why why am I here moment sort of yeah. thing. Uh, Chris was sat there while they were arguing about who's getting top four. <laughs> I was like, is this oh, they do that every show. It's like their yeah. own segment. They might as well just be oh. why why they go on each other's show just to argue. I I really 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 don't know. Um, yeah, Paul, I understand. Thanks for your explanation. I'm the same, Paul. I am the same as Brad. I look at it and think, would I be shouting for that? And I've got to be honest with you, VAR may well have given it, but I don't know. I say, I just thought he was, where was his hand supposed to be? You know, if his hand's up yeah. there, it's unnatural. He's covering his, I say, his crown jewels, which to me, when you've got a ball being kicked at you, is probably a bit more natural. Yeah. And I mean... Um, I- and again, I look at it and I just, I think about it. I think, well, it's directly at his hands. He, he could maybe take, just take one to the nuts, which is easier said than done. I've had ball let me in the nuts. So I made a save before. It's not nice. It's not pleasant. Oh, no, but then no, 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 I, it reminds me back to, and I don't know if you remember the game, Chris, but do you remember, do you remember when Kevin De Bruyne jumped about two foot in the air in the Manchester, in Man City's wall and went like that and he stopped it in his own face and nothing was given? It happened against Leicester. It was, it might have been last season or the season before. Yeah, De Bruyne had jumped, and I think the ball, I think the wall was in the box, and he jumped, and it was going to smack him square in the face. And he went like that, just, and he hit his hand, and nothing was given. And now I found that more baffling than, than Soyuncu not being penalised yeah. there in the box. Uh, James, good evening to you. Um, James here from the States. Um, and VAR would have probably given a free kick or offside or something just to be yeah. weird. 
because it's VAR Jane, and it's how they use Jane it. could have gone Ren's way, but with our luck this season, we finally get the right flip of the coin. Exactly what I said, James. I know. I was, as soon as I said, I thought the referee was, I mean, the referee, I, I think he was trying to keep the game flowing, but he occasionally got whistle happy. Um, yeah, he couldn't make up his mind. Yeah, then then next 10 minutes, he wouldn't blow for anything. Uh, then it was all us. Then it was, oh, you know, but yeah, business end of the season. Maybe our luck is now changing. We've got players coming back. It's all could be it could be that that perfect storm all coming back together for us. Um, well, and, there's no reason know, why it can't. No, no, and, and you know, I, I am I am starting to feel a little bit more confident now. Uh, isn't there a rule against protecting the body part if the ball is about to hit you? I, I don't. Do the, the, the problem was with the two examples that, that we've just shot. given. You like know. the one tonight that we've given, and the, the mm. Bruyne incident I've just brought yeah. will probably prove that you're allowed to do it, which is strange. Yeah, so we are looking at uh 2 0. Um, before and we're going to talk about the goals because they were both amazing, amazing goals. Um, what do you think of the team? I looked at that, and I was the my biggest surprise was no, um, um, oh god, the, the Upokovic was the uh, goalkeeper on the bench. Well, yeah, that's probably about it in terms of surprises on there. But again, I'm still bored of saying it, even though we say it a lot. But I'm more saying it with a smile tonight. But it, it was, I looked at the team and I was happy with it. It's yeah. a nice Thank thing you, to have yeah. with Leicester that you look at a team and no matter the lineup, yes, Brendan has his moments where he, you know he, he gets bored and puts a chowdery right back and it works. So I, I've learned not to question him either. So, um, as I always say, tactical genius. Tactical yeah, genius. yeah, you definitely don't call him Brendan the Belland. No, I don't know who 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 would ever do that. You know, yeah. He's, uh, um, but, but yeah, good uh, time. I mean, you know, look, look, look. I was as a you know back four there that was was I, was basically what what we picked the other night with uh, with um, uh, Craig in the uh, in the pre- preview show um, in DD Tillemans, Dewsbury Hall. I think the shock was all Brighton. Um, oh, Scott says uh, Ward may have COVID. Could well be. Oh, Could yeah, well be. I've I've yeah. heard that. Now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. I might. I didn't hear the commentator. I didn't hear my commentator say his name. But to, but from the way he described the player, I'm assuming he was on about Fafana. Yeah. Is it yeah. apparently he was supposed to be playing today or back in some form, and he's passed. He's did you have Indeed. Jermaine Janus as a co-commentator? No, it was just a, it might have been. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't. If, if it was, then you were getting you were you were watching BT. Um, no, I I had to go through. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, good. I mean, that, that will explain it anyway. But obviously, or Brighton, you know, was a, a good decision <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, just moving past these from the other night. I mean, I know, I know you're not a lover of stats, um, Brad, but you know, look at that. I mean, possession was pretty much even. Shots, they had a few more than us, but you know, the sh- I mean, again, a team of their standing, fourteen look shots at- and only one on target. Yeah, um, we've got a better ratio going there, and again, the yeah. ones that might have stuck in the net for, for once. And and we've, <laughs> I mean, they had five corners, and we didn't receive, and we didn't let goal in. I mean, no, if, and the thing is, minus that, yeah, I would probably say minus the um, big horse missing that chance at the back post for Burnley in that game, 
we've really sorted things out and been really solid. And it's really nice to see, you know, we've been, it's been a bane of our life. And again, you know, it, it has to be changed again in the back four. All right, that's because, you know, Chowdhury didn't start right back. And, you know, it was probably a bit more solid of a change. Mm. But again, we've got to start having this debate and it's going to be interesting to see what Brendan does because I cannot believe I'm saying this, but how do who who suffers for for Farland to re, to return or does Brendan? I brought this up with with go, does Brendan try and get all three of them on there? Well, he either goes for three at the back and can I just say Dan Dan from the corner does not sound as sexy as Jenny from the block, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother using that name if I was you. Um, I mean, he could go three at the back. To accommodate them, he could put he could put a Marty right back. Yeah, but he, he's not as good in that role. Um, no, but he could do. Um, you've got JJ at right back now. You've got Thomas at left back. None of them deserve dropping. Mm. Unfortunately, Soyuncu is more the left sided of him and Amarty, and Fafana is very right sided. So it's yeah. almost certainly that Amarty would get dropped. I don't, I don't think so. I think there should be Amarty probably in Fafana because Soyuncu's not had the best season, but again, at the moment, you know, he is doing well. I, I, um, yeah, I would say they're both doing well, but I would say that to me, Amarty's got the edge in, in, in the performances. I think he's yeah, been. No, I agree. I agree, definitely. Um, you know, but I think it would be very, very, you know, I unfortunate just, if... Yeah, I think whoever goes is going to be unfortunate, unless, like you say, he finds a solution to get them all in, yeah. which I don't think he'd want to do. I think we've had to suffice with making enough changes, uh, false changes and, and tactical changes to resuit and everything this season. I think the fact we've, to an extent, had a set of list back four formation, I think he'd like to keep it. So, unfortunately, one of them is going to have to miss out. But it, it's not something that normally over the past seasons has been a foregone conclusion, has it? No. You know, if, if if it was early in the season and it was Vestergaard and, um, and Amati, you'd be chucking Vestergaard into the stands to get Farner in over, over him the way he's had this season. Although, yeah. you know, the last couple of times when he's featured, he's also improved. But, it's going to be tough for Brendan. It's a nice headache for him to have, isn't it? To have such a, a class player back and you know you're going to have two very but good defenders. Then forward. moving forward next year, you know, we, we again, we would hope to do, we'd be doing better in the league. We would hope to be uh, going further in the cup competitions and we would hope in some form to be in um, in Europe. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you know... Who knows, Chris? Let's let's have a little moment scared of ourselves. Maybe next season we start having to uh, to, to parade around a European Cup. Well, exactly, exactly. And I know, um, I know the Arsenal fans were sort of saying, like, you know, we're twelve points behind Tottenham, who are in the you know the conference point, and you know we, we've only we've got three games in hand, and that's only nine. But you know, there's there's ten games to go or whatever it is, and you're not going to say that Spurs are necessarily going to win them all. So there's nothing no. is decided yet. Uh, no. And trying to explain to the Arsenal fans that it doesn't matter where you are at the moment. It's what you you know. You could say you could win the next three, but it won't necessarily put you up any higher in the because you don't know what the teams are going to be doing. But yeah, uh, exactly. We took anyway, the match. We took we took a battering for the first twenty minutes or so, definitely. Um, and then, oh, talk us through that old Brighton goal. I mean, it was sublime. 
Oh, wasn't it just? I mean, you're talking about the guy who scored the first ever goal for Leicester in the Champions League. You know, he scored, yes. I believe he's probably scored on all three European competitions they now. did say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all Brighton. And, I mean, it was a bad pass initially, I th- you know, but it was one of them that was, you could tell the way and, 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 and by the, the power of the pass and how it got to all Brighton. And it was more of fa- what I call a fail-safe pass. If he got mm. it behind, I believe it was Daka coming in, which he did, he knew where all Brighton or somebody was going to be coming into. So it might look like a horrible pass that's just kind of fluked its way to all Brighton, but it really hasn't because you don't hit a pass like towards Daka like that no, with the intention of either him taking it straight in his time or hitting it first time or all Brighton hitting it like he did, but oh my God, I put it out on Twitter, Mark will write and take a bow. I mean, what a hit. That was... Do you think he, did he shout, do you think, at Tillemans to leave it? He, maybe he did. I mean, Mark will write and... Some seem him. to think he did. I never heard... Well, you don't hear it, do you? When well, I mean, I heard a shout. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. what he said, whether mm-hmm. it was all Brighton. So maybe he did. Maybe he just felt he'd, he'd got the sweetly connected, almost yeah. Steve Guppy-esque. Wasn't it really oh. the way he wrapped his foot into the top and he hit it like um similar to Tillman's against Brentford in the home game, didn't yeah. he? Um I mean, which was there's no very... if the goalkeeper got a hand to it, he wasn't stopping that going in. No, he could know. have died that a hundred times, he wasn't saving it. And he's probably I mean, he's scored some memorable goals in this comp in these competitions. Yes. When he plays in Europe, he does like playing in Europe, so maybe we need to keep doing well so all Brighton can keep doing this for us in Europe because yeah. you know he got that. He got the goal against Seville. He got the first goal yeah. in the Champions League. He's, yeah. he's got this one tonight. And goal of competition. I mean, if you're sat there, I know Mike's in the chat, but if you're sat here as a neutral after this, when we finished and you and we've all gone off, go and check the highlights out just for that goal alone. Yes. I do, Doug. How the devil are you? Hope you are well. Um, I, I, Unfortunately, because I did know it was past his bedtime when the match finished, but... How's the Europa League going for you, Jake? Yeah, mm, maybe you needed to sort of tone it down a little bit. Uh, I was actually going to message you because you, you you were the earlier kickoff, and of course you you did lose one nil, and I was going to text you about that wheels coming off and bubbles bursting, and then my son looked to me and I went. Yeah, I'll wait and see what we do first. And yeah. also uh, wait for the second leg because well, yeah, Seville had yeah. one goal advantage against us, didn't they? And not what happened. So yes, yeah. We we can we can t- we can taunt them a bit more if they get knocked out by Seville. Yeah. I mean I watched was, that game. It was a great team goal. And yeah. from that point it led to well the rest of that half, the rest of 15 minutes, we, we were just going through them, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, Renske obviously came here with a game plan and then possibly got to a point where they they kind of, I don't know, it was, it was almost like a panic setting. Like they felt they had to take advantage of trying to, I mean, I think Leicester frustrated them. Mm. Leicester were a bit smarter in their gamesmanship, a lot smarter, and I was more impressed. I can't stand their gamesmanship. I know there were some tackles in tonight, but there was somewhere it was like, behave, mate. I'd be well, embarrassed. Referee, wasn't he? He, he, yeah, it was a bit. bit I, thought, I, mean, I, referee, thought he'd, I thought he'd got I thought he'd got his wife's credit card because he was buying everything. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, he was showing them all sorts, weren't it? It was great. Yeah. He was buying absolutely everything. But what Leicester did very 
cleverly. And it, it actually worked in Leicester's favour, actually. Leicester probably, that was probably an, a very important battle that Leicester won, was the psychological one. Because it would have been easy for Leicester to get frustrated, have a few cards, you know, harsh tackles for him. And we did that in the first half. And I think Brendan really spoke to them at some point, maybe got the word in just before, you know, you know, midway through that first half. Maybe he was able to get the message out to calm down a bit and not sucker into what they're going to do because that's what they're here to do. And in the second half, it worked against them because unless they were standing, Madison got told off a few times for the ref, and I don't understand why he's allowed to. But, you know, they were getting shirted because a Leicester player was arguing with the ref. So, he, you know, having a bit, so they couldn't take it quickly. And it was clever by Leicester. It was like, well, they're like, all right, we see your gamesmanship and we'll raise you this gamesmanship. That's yeah, gamesmanship yeah. we can tolerate. It was and only giving them good. back what they were doing, you know. Yeah, um, and if you do, and I tell you what, if you do that, if you do that in rents, we'll, we'll go through in comfort because in the end, it kind of felt like it. Like the second goal as well, it took a took a bit. It, it looked a bit weird on my screen. Watch it looked like in the actual couldn't decide what to do with it. Um, there was some moments in that last five minutes though where I thought we were doing the wrong thing. We yeah. played it around the back a bit. We kind of sunk back into our old... Well, we, always, we always do that. I mean, we'll come yeah. on to the goal, obviously, in a second. Before that, there was the substitutions. Um, yeah. I, I, I I forgot that, of course, I think you allowed five, aren't you, in the, in your... Four, five, that. yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was four. But, I mean, I mean <laughs> the, the commentator said, oh, 60 minutes, and, dead on, and it was dead on 60 minutes, the substitutions. You can say, uh, we, you know, I think these were planned. This was the this was arranged. I mean, Justin, just before he was subbed, had a great run, and he was just mm-hmm. so unlucky. He kind of, I think, lost lost control at the end. It was a fantastic run up the up the wing. That was again. I've got to be honest with you. He got the substitutes right for me today. Um, cheers, yes, yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, he he was as I, I said earlier, tactical genius. You've got Arsenal coming up. You've got, um, you know, the, the Ren's second leg next week. At one, I don't think we we're ever going to lose tonight. Um, it would have been disappointing if we'd gone at one all. But, um, you know, Inacho for Dakar, you know, Inacho plays a different game to Dakar. And I, I, I like Inacho when he comes, I don't know. Feel a bit sorry for him, but I do like him when he comes on at the end. He's just got some lovely touches and he holds the ball up. Yeah, he does his job properly. He, you know, and you're right. He plays a totally different role to both body and back. And you saw it in the shape. And and to be honest with you, that's probably when Leicester started to grab the initiative again near the end because he he gives them that lower line of 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 um, transition between the attacking midfield. Well, the, yeah, the attacking midfielder and 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 Lukeman or or Brighton or Barnes or wherever it was on their wings were able to get further up the pitch because they had somebody liking in actually, like you said, sits on that last defender, pulls that defensive line high, as high as they dare go, so he can get the ball with either lots of comfort and 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 then less to go forward in numbers, or he's pushing them back, mm. you know. Making sure he's tight to them. So again, he holds the ball up. He did it so well when he does it. He does go unnoticed at times because he he obviously hasn't featured as much as he did last season. But it's even more credit to him that he then goes and scores the goal that he did. Because even I was like, that side foot finish though, that was beautiful for a man who's been starved of times and 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 gets a lot of sympathy from us Leicester fans. 
because of especially because of what happened last season and yeah. how restricted it's been. The fact that he can then go onto a pitch knowing he's fighting it out for Dakar when Vardy's not fit, like he's unfortunately not again for for a while, um, well, a couple of weeks, um, is he does that. You know, he still does what he does. He's a professional job. He goes on and does what he asks for. And whether it's 90 minutes, 45 minutes or 15, 20 minutes, it's the fact that he you never see it sharp from him. And I think he's really still improving as a player, even though he's not getting as much time on the pitch. He's still showing the quality he's got and that he's not mm. dropped any of his confidence. Because it can I mean, be hard, can't yeah. it? I mean, they're saying on the BBC, you know, our second goal was against the run of play. But to be honest with you, we were, we were just taking it because we knew yeah. that the chance would come to hit them on the break. And again, a great team goal. Um, had he got it to the left a little bit, it could have hit the post or gone wide. If he'd gone, if he got it to the right a little bit, the keeper would have probably got to it because the keeper wasn't far off it. It was a sublime strike. He, he, you know, it was like he found the perfect gap, and he did. You know, and I mean, it was nice for us to score a goal in injury time for once, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just at two nil, at two nil, I do feel. A lot more confident. Yeah, and I think it's it, it sounds so easy to say it, doesn't it? But you, if you look at it, and even if Leicester weren't twelve and it was having a good season, I would mm. still be looking at this in 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 the fact that it is just it's a game at ours and a game at their place. You're playing home. It's it's there's no more. There's no oh, well, we can still finish high them in the league. No, if you lose to them overall, you're out, sort of thing. Very much at that point. And whether Leicester were, I don't know, sat third in the Premiership or something like that and having a fantastic season, I'd still be more confident being 2 a lot than I would be at one, even if we were, of course. you know, of course. because it yeah. just gives you that psychological edge because it's, like I said, and, I, and I'm sure their fans will still go there with the optimism that they can turn it around. Yeah. But yeah. I think also... If Leicester do what they did, especially in that first half, and see Wren's nil-nil at half time, yeah. Even even the most optimistic fan, you do feel that atmosphere just gets the life just a little bit taken out of it. And if Leicester mm. just go there and, and do a job in that first half, I mean, especially if they do to them what they did to Wren's and, yeah. and like a Harvey Barnes or a Dakar or whoever gets the goal in the first five minutes. You just know oh, that. Randers, you mean, yes. Yeah, it's only Randers. Yeah. It's because we're playing. Yeah. I'm trying to combine yes. them together to make them better, yeah. you see. But no. And again, people might say, people, you know, we talked about it beforehand and it was probably the toughest tie left left in the comp that had come into the competition. One of the toughest, if not toughest, opposition out there. All right, Roma, you'd argue, are also one. But again, they're, they're still one of the toughest ones. And there, obviously, there's that debate. Do we, would we have rather got the team that Celtic couldn't beat, yeah, obviously it'd be more favourable, but then you get a bit probably a bit more nervous. And you say you always have to beat them teams. If we can go out and knock this team out, there's no reason that we can't then go on and and get yes. yeah. you know, I mean, go further. When, when you look, Spain. and I've just got to say, sorry, Doug, I'd completely forgot. I'm glad you're feeling better. My bad. Um, of course, you've been... Yeah, uh, totally feeling better, I do apologise, uh, but I had thought you were a bit quiet on the joke front, and you know if that if that's because of COVID, then hey, 
COVID's not a bad thing, mate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, your jokes are like. I mean, when, when you look at, I mean, let's just go through the, the results tonight. And, you know, when you say that some of these teams, you know, Salonika at home beat Ghent 1-0. So that could go either way. Uh, Partizan Belgrade lost 2-5 to Feyenoord. And Feyenoord were the away team. Uh, yeah. So I think that ties possibly over. The, the Probably the team that everybody wanted was Lask, L-A-S-G, uh, Austria. Prague beat them 4-1. Uh, Roma, away to Vitesse, just got the, where's the win. It was 1-0. Uh, I mean, the goals away from home, to be honest with you, it doesn't make any difference now because they don't count for double. No, it's not counting in no, the competition no. anymore, which I've always no. said is a good thing. Yeah. I've always said that because I never understand that. You could be trash away from home maybe get a 96-minute goal and it's, yeah. you lose 3-1, but then because you beat them 2-0 yeah. at home, you go, no, I've never liked it. I'm glad no. it's gone as a rules no. yeah. I mean, Bode, <laughs> the team that's, you know, they had to name twice. Bode, Glint, beat AZ Alkmaar 2-1. That's Leicester a big beat, result. That's yeah. a big result. Yeah. Leicester beat... I know they've still got to go to Alkmaar, but... Marseille beat Baal 2-1. Uh, I know there's a 4-4 four, four in here. My God, yeah. Eindhoven 4, Copenhagen 4. My God. Yeah, they're, 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 they're loving the fact that there's no away goal rules, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Goals um, for everybody. So I can I'm open sorry, I, I, I can't see Arsenal anywhere. No. I yeah. I don't Jeez. know what, what, can't, where can't they are. Saying that because... Because I didn't see them on Tuesday. I didn't mm. see them on Wednesday. No, I didn't see them on the early kickoff. Maybe. Oh, I know what it is, Chris. They competed for the eighth place, place trophy, not realising it wasn't for a European competition. Mm. Uh, I remember that's what they did. Yeah, and as the song goes, nobody knows where my Arsenal has gone. Uh, <laughs> talking about Arsenal, it, I can only do this after all. It's the Daily Spurs. And just because everybody's asking me what, what, what the update is, uh, 14 years, 10 days, 5 hours, 58 minutes and 45 seconds since they last won a trophy. Bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, I know it's early days yet. Um, if we do get through against Wrens, uh, and it is Leicester, you know, it wouldn't be on Leicester like not to go... To, to there and get beat 4-0 or something, you know, it's, it's, it's what Leicester's are like. I really, in the next round, want to get Prague. I'm not arsed. I'm very old. I mean, I know whoever we play, you've got to win. Yeah, I just want yeah. like revenge on them. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I mean, yeah and no, really, I'm not really bothered. I mean, the fact that they get knocked out, it's funny, I'm not bothered, you know. At the end of the day, you can only beat what's in front of you. And you've got to get, yeah. you've got to face the what you'd class as the stronger teams. At some point, you know, people forget that when we were talking about, oh god, actually, we've probably got the first or second highest team in this in this competition. But they would have been thinking the same about us, regardless of where Leicester have been in this league. They they would have looked at Leicester and they'd it'd have been well known in France. Leicester won the league, they won the FA Cup. They've done this mm. over the last few years. They're a good side. They got to the quarterfinals in Champions League. Yeah, all right, they didn't have a brilliant campaign last year, but, you know, we don't want to take these on. So we got just as much 
respect as they did in terms of credit to them as a team. And at the end of the day, this is one of them where a neutral will probably be looking, would have looked at this and going, well, at least one of them's going out. You know what I mean? And and I think we should take that mentality that, you know, if we do the job correctly in the second leg, we will knock out one of the biggest contenders for it. That's yes. one game. And then I'm not bothered if it's Roma. I'm not bothered if it's Prague. I'm not bothered if it's um, Gerard and Butler who beat Celtic. You know, Gerard and Butler, they're like the, they're like the footballing versions of um, of Lambert and Butler. Uh, you know, they, they, you know that that team that knocked Celtic out. If I not, I, you know, the two went up against them. I wouldn't mind if we get them. What I want, and I know it's you know, don't that you know, one doesn't always get. But same thing I said about the draw originally. That home tie could be important. Whoever you get, you know, that's yeah. something that, yeah. that the Leicester fans will want. And I know every team says they want that, but you want to go into that. And I always want in a competition that's two legged like this to be able to lay the carpet down first in that first leg because you don't want to go there like Wrens are going to have to, knowing you're on an uphill task and how volatile a crowd can quickly be yeah. if come 60, 70 minutes, it's still turning on aggregate to Leicester. I mean, I, I, yeah, you can't, whoever we get, I mean, you know, when, I, when I've read those names there, apart from maybe Lask and Bodlint, but even they managed to get rid of Celtic, so they can't be taken lightly. You know, Marseille and uh, and Eindhoven, Copenhagen, the big clubs that, that we were playing. Um, yeah. I'd rather I just, them I just want just to, because they're racist bastards and I want to get all the stuff and yeah. get, get every, but, uh, back yeah. for the last time. But I mean, to be fair though, I do agree with you about maybe getting a, an opposition that's not as tough on, on paper and that. Uh, but I'd also, because I'd also like to say, well, Hold on a minute. Why don't we have Marseille versus Bayonard or something like that and get mm -hmm. one of them tough teams to knock each other out as well? well that, I, 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 I didn't pick Clark. Roma, I think Clark are like an easy team. Certainly not. They knocked us out the no, Europa last no, year. No, but what I mean is... I want them purely for the fact that I want revenge on them, you know. But, um, but Doug, thanks for the offer. I will take you up on that. I'll say yes now if that's okay. Arsenal Alex, good evening. Subscribe to you from Lucas Channel. Thank you very much, sir. You are most welcome. Looking forward to playing you Sunday. I'm we looking forward to well. playing you now as well. I really am. I, I, and I'm glad you've reminded me that there is actually a game. I wasn't sure whether we were still talking about a game on the channel earlier or not. But thanks for popping along. Thanks for subscribing, mate. It, uh, appreciate it. Um, so let's... Um, I want to take you back... Take you back, take you back for good. Because talking about being careful what you wish for, 10th of March, 2001. And it was um, a quarterfinal FA Cup clash. There was one team in it that was lower down the leagues than anywhere else. To say that it was a quarterfinal stage they'd got through, uh, Wickham Wanderers, and we wanted. I said, "I oh, got. I hope we get Wickham Wanderers at home." We got Wickham Wanderers at home, and the rest, as they say, is history. Thanks to Teletext. So you know that 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 is actually twenty years ago today. My God, <clears throat> you, you know, you know what? I I tell you what, I'm going to start a counter in the corner. How many times do you tell that story whenever there's a cup match? You know, I call Albert during the war. 
it's it's 20 years ago today i know it just brings us down to earth a little bit you know i'm sure my i'm sure mike will remember when newport knocked us out but um, we have sure to be does. careful we have well, to be careful i mean what we i mean for. newport knocks us out which is something that manchester united couldn't do in that competition isn't it well you know that's true yeah on our way to win it you know that's what it was mattered <laughs> um mike and uh, i think it's probably filling alex in on what happened looking at the bbc website as we say on that they always um get give a give everybody a chance to rate the players uh they've gone for all brighton as their man of the match um it's kind of funny that it's always somebody that scores but he did have a good game he had an absolutely good game um on that i'm just trying to find now where um here we go here we go so they've got uh, all brighton and he was man of the match uh i think they've got pretty much got it spot on here Jewsbury hall uh is only just behind him and then barnes in third schmeichel in fourth i don't know i mean he <sighs> You know, he didn't, have, mean, much yeah, to yeah, he he didn't he, have enough yeah. to do to get him that high up the screen. Inacho is then next, and he's then head of Justin. But he scored the important second goal, and I'm not, I'm not going to sort of... Yeah, not, not and give we know that's voted with heart and passion, yeah. and it is looking at the yeah. graphics of the game, isn't it, as a whole? But Brockline, I don't know if you are still on or not, but I can't seem to see Perez on there at all. Oh, no, he didn't come on, did he? But... Okay. Number one about Perez, we'll have to get that counter up as well. How many how many games are less than one about Perez and you could just have a reveal? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's Brookline, you know, he's a, he's a huge Perez fan. Um, likes to remind us that you know we uh, we never we were never winning when he didn't play. Well, I think I think we are now. I guess Brookline, you know it. Yeah, I so, anyway, right. this is what Alan Bennett um, sort of rated here. Um, now he has gone. And we would agree, I would totally agree with this, and you can't really see it there until I actually just do this. Um, Mark Albrighton, man of the match, I'd probably got to agree. You know, he, 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 his performance is in. Yeah, he is. He's, he, you know, I call his goal Steve Guppy, yes, but he does remind me of Steve Guppy. In fact, I put something on Twitter age, uh, a few weeks back, like, who's who do you reckon your club's most underrated player is? And I actually said it was Mark Albright, and he reminds me so much of Steve Guppy. He can hit a ball. He's had some good finishes over his time, uh, in his career at Leicester. He's hit some very crucial goals. He's always reliable. He can put a wicked ball in, whether it's on the move or if it, he's just picking it out from distance. He, he can't off knock a killer ball across the goal yeah. and out wide to Barnes and players like that. He does it so well. And honestly, tonight he was he was just blue runs through that lad's veins. I know he had a long career at Villa from the youth, but phew, he's one of them that escaped that side of it, got came to Leicester. He's made himself a real big hero in the eyes of Leicester fans. Fully deserved the man of yeah, the match tonight. Yeah. And, and that's saying something, given the standard of everybody's performance tonight. It is, it is. Now, I mean, the team got seven here. Um, I, I, see, I, I think it, it was maybe I've got blue tinted spectacles on, um, like 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 your friend. But I, I thought it was I thought it was deserved an eight or nine. I don't you know. I think we controlled them when they came forward. Um, the, you know, they, they got down to 
literally most of the time taking pot shots from, from a, you know, a distance, um, not getting many on of them on, as we saw earlier on target. Um, you know, we, we, we soaked up the pressure. Nobody's going to have, um, I don't believe any team, unless you Man City play Man United, sorry, Mike, but uh, you're not going to get one team that has almost total uh, possession and domination. Is it 8%? Anyway, but so when they had it and when they were having their good spells, we were soaking it up. But when we were having our good spells, we we were passing it about, you know, we were actually finding our players. So for me, you know, maybe I'm being, you know, taken in by the score, but I would have given them an eight or a nine. And I, I think nine's a bit high because we did have our odd moments, but you know, I, I think about past games and I think about past things and being as you like to always go down memory lane with um with your uh, verbal reminder about Wickham Wanderers. Let me do the same, take you down the past few times we've got to this point of uh, of the of, of the um the show. Mm. If we defend like that, we'll get beat by Burnley. If we defend like that, we'll get beat by a better team. If we get if we defend like that, we'll get beat by Renz. That performance has no issues with the defending. They have improved drastically over the last three times that it's been mentioned. So, Chris, tonight, I want you to tell everybody, you can lie for the sake of the video, but I'm going to keep trying to go in. I want you to say that, however, if Leicester defend like they do for that chance that Rens has, they're going to lose, they'll get beat by Arsenal. I want you to keep the trend going because it seems to be working. <laughs> That's one thing I do ask for you. But I did do a rock raise the eyebrow moment when I saw the six for the manager because I'm in yeah. agreement with you. We've just won 2-0 against what most people consider a very good team in the division and having a good season. The Chiefs in Champions League down for themselves. They were one of the bigger teams in this competition and we've just had a very good result against them. I, I, I would say seven for the manager and an eight for the team because I agree with you. Whilst they did control that first half, they didn't actually do anything with it in terms of very good opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I would even possibly go eight for the manager because I don't think there's anything mm. else he could have yeah, done. I mean, maybe they go on the same path. You know. Yeah, I, I'd um, agree with that. I did, like I said, I, 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 I used the emoji in the in response on Facebook when I did look at it and I kind of looked at it and thought it was an eight and then realised it was six. I did kind of look at it and kind of go, what? We just beat Rents 2 0 at home. He's given them a six. But hey, Alan saw a different game to us. Alan saw his game and Saw it. Yeah. He was there in fairness. So I'm not going to read too yeah. much into it. At the end of the day, he gives it straight off the cuff. We get a chance to maybe see a few things more and more, a few replays and whatnot. Alan and I tells think you straight do tend to see so. more when you're at the match as well. Uh, and I, I do, I do take your point about um, the you know the number of shots that the opposition had. I mean, this game it was far more equal. You know, eleven to us, fourteen mm. for them. Um, but, the, you know, Wrens are a hell of a lot better than Randers. I would go as far to say Wrens are a hell of a lot better than Burnley or Leeds. So they were the best competition we've played. But that was probably one of the best defensive performances that I've seen. That so, defence that defense was a better performance than, I mean, you know, than the Randers one, uh, 
Burnley, and I'd say that was the best defensive performance I've seen for a so, long, long time. So, so can 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 you just confirm this for me, Christopher? Or wise one who speaks the words of defending better or will get beat? Are you saying that if are you gonna? Is the streak coming to an end? Or are you now gonna say that if Leicester defend like that against Arsenal, they'll win? I've 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 said Leicester will beat Arsenal anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I just thought I'd jest with you for a little bit. I know you jest, that's why I'm not biting. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just, I'm a fisherman myself, and I I was fishing a couple of Man United uh, players the other day that uh, Rich and Andrew that bit in Maze's thing. uh, But um, no, I mean, I, with Arsenal and Luca's in, hello, Luca, how are you? this is me, Luca. By the way, you, you, you're seeing the Chris here that's talking and, and, and actually managing to get a, you know a, a word in. Uh, I don't know if you forgot me at times earlier, mate, or what. But nice to see you. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you tomorrow. Luca's coming on uh, on our preview. Um, not no, no Stephen. We're keeping you apart. Um, but uh, you know, I say it was defensive wise. Like I mean, I said before, didn't I? Look, you know. It's not a shame that Fafana's coming back, but I just wonder what he's going to do to get into yeah. that. I I think if certainly um, if it's not if it's not the best performance of the season, it's the best performance of the of this year mm. since, since the turn of the year, and I think the fact that it's come on top of. The fact that you know we've we've kept three three clean sheets in a row now, you yeah. know we've we've won apart from Wolves we've won about the last six or seven. Yeah, I'm starting to think. Don't let me think. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I know exactly what you mean. You don't want to get ahead of yourself and start jinxing it. You can't help it when it's good form. And again, there's something that hasn't got mentioned tonight that we we've, we've talked about. Probably because we've been asked a question about Tillemans' commitment, which again, please stop falling for the latest journalism. It's hard to, it's easy to point out someone is suddenly looking tired and not interested when they've got less time on the contract. When he had four years on his contract and he was blowing smoke out of his, you know, out of his unmentionables, you know, and he was having spells, nobody bothered about it because we knew what he was going to get when he was back on form and got his head straight and got his confidence up. So, you know, but. I saw it today, and I don't know if you saw it, Chris, but when you could hear the crowd getting murmurs, because we were given, we did have that poor period, and it was poor, because although we were dealing with what they were throwing at us, we weren't doing ourselves any favour just by losing the ball, trying to play it out, or we were making bad passes and giving it straight back. You heard the fans going, you could see some of the players not giving up or anything, but, you know, that, oh, for God's sake, we've done it again, and getting a bit jittery and getting a bit maybe rushed and panicked. And I saw Sion Junior in particular. He took a step back and he got a good eye of people. And you could see him like, no, come on, you know, clapping and applauding. He wasn't shouting at somebody saying, you know, you do this, you effing do that. He was there encouraging them. And you almost felt, I felt like even the crowd noticed it because they then seemed to go from, oh, oh, to cheering the lads on. And that's such a great Mm. thing to see given, you know, recent news it just shows that these clean sheets these wins these players stop committing themselves mm. it's, it's all you know like you said in a weird way maybe Leicester fans are going to get what they asked for which was we'd be crap at the start of the season and get red off near the second half of the season because we're doing it Burnley you know, we're doing yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I did have a moment with Soyun Chu, and my, my son will tell you, I, I, I was jumping up by it, and I'm like, no! And Soyun Chu had the ball on the on the left wing, and he, he did one of his famous Cruyff turns, and I thought he was going to pass it back to to uh, to Casper, and there was another end striker next to the one that Soyun Chu was trying to um, to protect the ball from. I said, no, don't, don't kick it back, because he'll just run onto it. Thankfully, he did another turn and kicked it up the field. You know. Yeah. But, and how about um, when he became left winger and then crossed like Robert Hoof from that free kick? But apart from that, what? I tell you what, Soyun Chu, um, he was putting some good long passes in tonight. He was, mate. I mean, the, I mean that that uh, pass to Barnes for oof, the first goal. That, that was that was that was like oh, right, well, Brazilian. Down well, but my oof, God, it was spot on. But again, it shows when the conference is there and clearly they found that cohesion in the yeah. team and, and between the players and the manager. And I, and I do like to back this up and it's something I do really appreciate about Brendan is, yes, he can be stubborn, but in a sense, as a manager, you have that right being given the power and the position of manager to be a bit more stubborn when you want to try and get the team to try your way and do things a bit different from the norm, which is, hasn't worked. And he held his hands up. Yes, he was a bit stubborn. Maybe he tried it a bit longer. Than the, than the players wanted because they knew they just you know it wasn't working mm. and that's fine but at least he's been able to do the thing where he's gone okay hands up I was trying to make us a bit more diverse and maybe he will go back to that at some point he might try and work on it in the off season but he knows now it's not the time to do it um, and he's obviously had a sit, a sit down with his players and again this is why I said to someone on a podcast yesterday I was doing there's no there's no way these players of the caliber sign a contract if there's any uh, animosity in the group. He's obviously sat down with his players. They enjoy working for him. And they said, right, I've come up with, you know, let's have a group discussion. Let's get the best out of us as a unit. Let's work together. And you're seeing it on the pitch. We're talking about not even five weeks ago, Chris, we were looking at our defensive performance and going, Casper, you know, Casper's distribution, they're playing around at the back, they're losing the ball in areas, they don't look committed at times, they look to be nervous, they don't, they're getting in each other's way. You know, this performance did typify that. Like you said, Solinger was everywhere. Yeah. And I mean everywhere. He was centre-back, he was right centre-back, he was left-back, yeah. he was left-wing. Like I said, I, 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 I think and I it said, just showed that when this team gets it right and continues yeah. to get it right, we do get Leicester back to what we have been seeing. So and it well, shows that they have been capable of it all season. We've back given the right Clinton, Clinton. Yeah, got to back up what Clinton Morrison said. You know, don't judge Brendan... At the moment, judging when he gets his, you know, all the all the players fit. Yeah, exactly. Look, you know, I mean, two words, Brendan out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, right. well, you know, was that even being discussed? I was never a Brendan out, and neither were you. Uh, yes, we question his tactics. It goes with the territory. Uh, I mean, I can remember. I think it was, I'm not sure which World Cup it was. I think it was the one when we got we got to the semi-finals and lost. Oh, the that was the York. That Bobby was, the, was manager. Cup, the, the one, two years, three or whatever it was before the World. No, it was Italian '90, I think. Oh, um, about that one. Oh, the, it was anyway. It was a Bobby Robson one, and you know, England never start World Cups off very, you know, brilliantly. We always kind you of know, warm into it. And I know that, um, well, the rumours are that the players actually took Bobby Robson aside and went, you know, it's not working. And he actually sat down with the players, listened to what they had to say, changed a few things round, 
and we got through to the semi-finals, you know. So the best managers listen yeah. and act on that as well as as just, you know, barking out orders. Yeah, and uh, it, it, some people might 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 turn around and and I, I am really happy with the way it's playing out for Leicester this season because it not not so much the whole season, but I mean right now because we, you know, we've talked about it and I've mentioned it before that, you know, maybe teams need to start doing what the most successful managers in this division have been doing. All right, granted, Chelsea have been a bit trigger-happy and have still won things, but they're an exception in my eyes. You're talking, in recent times, Man City, Liverpool, and back in the day, you know, Man United and Arsenal with Wenger, Fergie, Klopp and Pep Fordiola. No matter what you think of him as a manager, the longevity they've had, I also feel that, and again, it makes the point, it shows you how clever and how good Brendan has the potential to be as a manager when he's given the longevity to ride the storm. Because, yeah. again, you take up, I know our form's great right now and we're buzzing and we're flying high and they're playing well and they're getting better and better results and it's more and more cohesive. But it would have been easy for a team, that many teams in the Premiership, in fact, I can't name a team outside of Man City and Liverpool, that haven't chopped and changed the manager every season and a half mm. or two seasons or six months. Whereas yeah. Leicester have maybe trying to now be that team, you know, we were the team that started to gatecrash Europe since Spurs did it in the mid-2000s sort of bit. Now maybe we're the team to go back, to, you know, to catch up to the top lot and take a leave out of their book in terms of yeah. the longevity. Because again, then players don't sign the contracts if they think Brendan's going no. to go at the end of the season. No. They don't sign. I'm going, the to, I'm going to cut it short here. Sorry, Brad, mate. Because... But I know I like to waffle, but I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it, we're nearly at midnight, and at midnight I turn into a pumpkin. And, and looking at my body, I, I thought you turned back, back into goose stuff. <laughs> but uh, thanks very much as always, Brad. Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, we we don't do the board on these late matches as you as you as on these late shows. Sorry, as you know, uh, I say it's just coming up to twelve o'clock, and I'm, we're getting into rich territory here. Joys of Thursday nights and a late game, eh, mate? But at least yeah. we're in a European competition to enjoy them. It is. This is it, mate. Thank you very much. Have a good uh, no rest of the week, uh, and enjoy your trip away. Hope it, you travel safely and you have a good time, mate. And we'll see you again next week. Uh, yeah, you'll see me Sunday for the post match. Oh, um, no, Brad they, for the post match. No, it's it's the it's the ironically it's the. Oh, very, I'm sorry, I've turned I've yes. turned two pages over in the diary. To be honest, <laughs> with you, yeah, I've been doing the same. I was like, hold on, he said Arsenal. Am I here for that? But no, it's yeah. it's 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 after that because I ironically will be, I will actually be away or possibly travelling just when the game kicks off for the second leg against. Will Reds. you be Will you be sneaking down to the Amex to see a game? Are you? Uh, no, because the reason we're reason I'll be spending the the weekend there is because. Man City versus Brighton got postponed for the FA Cup weekend. So luckily, I'm not getting dragged right. into tricks into going to the Amex for a game. Not just yet. You would do. You know you would do. Yeah, hey, if mate. they're playing Leicester, mate, that's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> hey, we, we will see you on Sunday. And hopefully, as it's getting a bit of a habit, this, we're going to be talking about a win again. Yeah, and who knows? Keep up with all habits. Let's have a clean sheet. A nice t- yeah. Tell you what, I'll say it now. I'd love a nice 2 0 win the way at Arsenal. I'll say it now. Arteta in. Mate, thanks very much. The right man for the job. <laughs> Definitely. See you on Sunday, mate. Have a good one. Take care. And you, mate. Take care. Cheers. Thanks a lot.
Right, before I say, look, if you look, if you look at the shape of my body, I have already started to turn into a pumpkin. So <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm on the turn. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, please give us a subscribe. It is very, very much appreciated. We are slowly moving. Um, a bit like Ronaldo after a night out. Moving very slowly. Got one in there for you, Mike. We're going to be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock for the preview. Um, I've got Luca on my show. And we will be talking, definitely talking, Leicester Arsenal. Um, and then at 9 o'clock, Pop on over to uh, Turf Moor House TV, where we'll be doing the uh, prediction show. I believe we've got a Spurs fan. What a shame I'm not hosting. I could do the old curtain thing for him, couldn't I? Damn. Uh, I'm over there. And then, of course, we've got the match on uh, on Sunday. Um, we're doing a watch-along for the match. And we've got Anthony, a uh, big Arsenal fan. And uh, we'll be doing that. It's not, I think it's. I prefer doing watch-alongs when I'm doing them with uh, an opposing fan. It makes it a lot more interesting. John, good night. Thanks very much for put, coming in. Scott, you're quite right. You know, I did call him um, an end. Uh, but, you know, in fairness, in my defence, in my defence, we had just conceded, I think it was the West Ham, wasn't it, where they conceded an equaliser. Uh, yeah, you know, we were up. Yeah. It was the timing of it and everything. And I think, if I'm honest, I, 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 was, I was right. On that game, he was. Uh, of course, now, tactical genius. Who says football fans are fickle? Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for watching. Let's like die TV on YouTube. Please smash the likes button and give us a subscribe. And if you've been listening on the podcast, uh, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple iTunes and Podcast Addict, or your favourite podcast platform, thank you very much for listening. With the job half done, it's half time, 2-0. Fingers crossed. This is Leicester. You never know. I'll see you tomorrow night at 7. Take care, stay safe, and remember, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.